Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Mason Harris. Mason is known as the chutzpah guy. Mason, uh, let's spell that for our audience, and maybe you can tell me if I'm saying it right. Chutzpah. Uh, Chutzpah works. Chutzpah works. The spelling on this, the way I'm using it, is C-H-U-T as in Tom, Z-P-A-H. Chutzpah. And I know that the chut part is uh, frequently a hard way to, uh, a hard sound to pronounce. So I'm good with chutzpah as well. Got it. So you are, um, your website is thechutzpahguy.com and uh, you are helping businesses through building teams and inspiring them with this chutzpah model. Um, Tell me a little bit more than, so we've spelled it, we know how to say it and that I'm saying it, you know, a little bit um, plain or whatever, you know, (laughs) the average way. Um, but tell us what, what this word means to you and how you're using it as a model for inspiration to the teams out there. Okay. A good place to start, but I'm going to reverse this. I'm going to ask our listening audience or viewing audience when the time comes and you, if you can come up with a word or two for what chutzpah means to you, how would you define it? Well, the first word that comes to mind is moxie. Um, and, and then, um, I'm connected to the Finnish heritage. So that would be Sisu. So if there's any Finns out there, um, it's a way of life, a way of, uh, maintaining forward movement, uh, despite all the obstacles. Okay. Moxie, Sisu, this is the first time I've heard that. So I am going to research that. I do know that there are similar words all across the world, different languages that basically come down to chutzpah. Mm -hmm. So What we will be discussing today is worldwide, but what I've tried to do is identify specific behaviors that our audience can actually begin to pick and choose and say, I'm going to implement that and see how it can impact my life personally, in my work environment, and for leaders, how can they create a culture of chutzpah? And so you're sharing this with the teams, usually on stage and giving some speaking engagements and chutzpah's eight letters. So you're talking about eight characteristics. If you want to pick a couple, mm-hmm. um, you know, the uh, the different stories that we shared offline, um, you can pick a couple and share how you're impacting your audience with this model. Sure. Let's start by doing this. If you're in the audience and you have a sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil, please draw a circle, large circle in that sheet of paper. And now think of it as a pizza pie and cut it into eight slices. Each slice is gonna represent one of the behaviors, one of the characteristics that we speak about. Mm -hmm. So let's start, uh, fill it in with the letters C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H. And let's start, why not at the beginning? I know that we have a diverse group of uh, listeners and viewers. Yep. For this uh, for this event, yeah. 
let's start with uh, what I believe is a, a good number of people. And those are people who are either aspiring authors or they're somewhere along the way or thinking of how to take their book and turn it into a business or use it as leverage to grow their business. So the first C in chutzpah, and I think as somebody who's written now my second book, which is the chutzpah advantage, go bigger, be bolder, do better. It's due out in April on Amazon. As someone who's done that, I've struggled along with many in our audience. <laughs> sure. And the first step, that C is what, uh, based on uh, Latin, it's carpe diem. Seize the day, seize the moment. We all have great ideas. We potentially all have books in us. It's making the decision and then sitting down at our computer and starting to outline, this is the story. Right. or this is, These are the concepts I wish to share. It's more also than just doing that the first time. I know, again, having written and uh, making decisions, for example, every January to lose 15 pounds, right. that by January 10th, it's like that cheesecake is looking damn good. You have to restart good. on February 1st. <laughs> so it's you have to restart. Carpe diem never ends. Right. Carpe diem is about making the decision and we're going to hit road bumps, yeah. speed bumps along the way. We have to continue committing, recommitting to moving forward. And for our authors, I know this, you probably know this. There are times when we think, Ooh, you know, my mind is stuck. I don't know what to write. Take the break you need. Right. Do some reading. Hopefully that sparks what you need. So that first C in our model is for moving forward. Carpe diem, seize the moment. And this works if you're not, even if you're not writing and you have a job that isn't as, uh, as pleasing as you might like, start thinking about how you can seize the day either to make the job better for yourself mm -hmm. or... If it's absolutely necessary, how do you find a job that you think will be more fulfilling? Well, and I liked too, you said seize the day, but you also said seize the moment. So there are moments in every day that, you know, it might not be job related that we can start building the life that we want to lead. Um, and then I also am making a mental note to um, look up if you have carpe diem means seize the day, what in Latin would say seize the day every day? And I want to learn that for myself. And um, so I'm going to put that in my, my think tank, um, seize the day every day. So go ahead. I was going to say, when you get that, let me know that's going on my presentation and Got I it. will acknowledge <laughs> you for the research. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, and that, you know, we talked offline what chutzpah meant. So let's jump ahead to humility. Um, H you just mentioned giving me credit for that little tidbit. Um, humility, what does that mean to you and how are you using that, um, in your talks to inspire your listeners? Yeah. That's a great point as well. Now, there are two H's in chutzpah. Remember, there's one to the right of the C, C-H, but also it's the last letter in chutzpah. So this one, we're moving around our pizza wheel to the left. Too often, and we've probably all seen this, we've worked with people who manage to somehow take ideas that aren't theirs and claim credit for it. Mm -hmm. There's an old adage, which is um, uh, failure is an orphan, and success has a thousand fathers. Okay. The idea that everybody wants to take credit when things are good. Nobody's around when it's like, <laughs> who's responsible for this? This did not work out well. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start the humility basically is based on the idea that 
at every level, all of us who are, again, engaged in this video, we have successes. Are they truly exclusively all our own successes? Not in this model, there's a lot that I ask of every individual to do in the behaviors. You're going to risk failure. You're going to risk criticism. You have to learn how to um, gently tell people, I know you disagree with me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to move forward anyway. You're going to have to learn to move around boundaries, but you still get the help and support of people along the way. The humility side says, recognize that. And also recognize that even people who aren't as encouraging as you might have liked in the beginning, they're human. They may have been doing it truly out of what they thought was best for you, Mm -hmm. even if it was not the best approach. But I'll tell you what, since we're on the H, let's look at the other H, the one to the right of the carpe diem. Okay. What's that? That is handling objections. The idea that every good idea, along with every bad idea, will have its naysayers. So for, again, for those of us who want to write a book, we go and we tell possibly friends and family members, I've decided I'm going to focus on a book or I'm going to do it part-time after hours. And there will undoubtedly be people who say, (laughs) you know, is that really the best thing for you to be doing right now? If you just focus more on your existing career, maybe you can have a better chance of promotion. Mm -hmm. Or do you know how difficult it is to write a book, to make money at a book, to make a a change like that? You know how long it can take you and how many people start and give up? Well, those are the objections you have to learn to handle. Right. Um, But also remember that there are people who are going to support you. But the handling objections, if you are in sales right now, for example, you Mm -hmm. deal with it every day. If you have teenagers, chances are you're accustomed to dealing with handling objections. Correct. What I like, um, there's a kernel there between the humility and the handling objection. And that was the honoring of um, how even the negative feedback or the objections help make you who you are and help, um, you know, maybe strengthen you or grow that chutzpah. Um, Just reading some of the things that you had put out before, uh, you said that chutzpah is a learned behavior. And that's obviously you wouldn't, you know, if, if you didn't believe that you wouldn't be out there teaching that you can, you can do this. I'm curious to know, um, is yours, your chutzpah, is it more learned or do you feel it was more natural? And I'm hoping learned and I'm hoping to hear that story. Uh, it is a combination actually. Uh, I think some people, um, some cultures naturally question things more. Mm -hmm. I grew up, um, I'm the child of Eastern European immigrants who uh, came here after World War II. I grew up in Queens, New York. Uh, a lot of the people around me had chutzpah. A lot of the people around me um, had ambition to move beyond where they were. And for us, there were two ways to get smart. One was uh, formal education and right. the other was street education. If you were lucky, you could learn to combine them. I was fortunate. I was able to go to college. I was able to go to graduate school. Uh, uh, But the street smarts helped as well, certainly. You asked if if it's a learned or... or, um, Or natural. Yeah, innate or natural. There are some people who might be more verbal. I've heard people described as, oh, that's a born salesperson. I don't know if it's a compliment 
or if it's kind of an insult. It depends on what the what the total context if you're a is. Salesperson, you're going to say that's a compliment. Thank you very right. much and move on. <laughs> right. Uh, but there are probably a lot of people who've been approached by somebody who's a salesperson who cannot stop talking, who cannot stop telling you the features and benefits of the product and service. And those are leave you scratching your head. Well, <laughs> the bigger question here is, are these behaviors, can they be learned? Are they learnable? Can we start implementing? Well, one, the good news is we're probably already doing it at some level. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. listener here right now wants to improve something, either give themselves an opportunity, to, again, to write a book mm-hmm. or to do better in business or even on a personal level to make their relationships stronger. They are in the first stage of carpe diem. They did not have to show up. Sure. Uh, so. By being here, already that that uh, that skill set or that behavior is there. But where do they take it to? Do they stop here assuming they want to be an offer or do they continue with the next step? Do they start outlining a table of contents? Do they find the right resources who can help guide them mm-hmm. through all the steps? And that's usually a tremendous time saver and minimizes the errors that uh, we make as, as writers. As far as me, you wanted to know about my chutzpah, in yeah. a way. <laughs> this book was a result of uh, a level of chutzpah. And by this, I mean, um, I've often been asked, what's the worst mistake I ever made in business? I had companies, we were fast growth, we've done well. What's the worst business mistake I ever made? And I uh, respond tongue in cheek, you know, the worst business mistake I made was turning 60. Oh, because yeah. You, I'm not <laughs> you hit an age. There is all types of, I don't want to throw around the word discrimination because that's a harsh word to use, but there are all sorts of biases and perceptions about people. This person can't do what I need because the background is different than what I'm looking right, for. Yeah. This person doesn't have the education, didn't go to the Ivy League school. This person's too old. Um, this person has benefited from too much privilege and wouldn't understand what it is I'm speaking about. That exists all over the place. A lot of frames, yes. In my case, there was little I could do because as I was looking for opportunities to consult and to work, it just wasn't happening. So I decided when COVID hit, and here I was ready to go back on stage again after having not been in public speaking for a little bit, right. and that all ended. The, the engagements that I was booking all basically canceled. Canceled. Didn't happen. So I said, I can sit here and feel sorry for myself. I can sit here and really become an expert at Netflix. I can, I can tell you what the top 10 shows are at any time in the country, if that's really the way I want to go. Right. I decided instead to take this concept that I've been speaking about initially to sales forces, but then to teams of people, because it's more than just about salespeople who have to be inspired and motivated on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise they fall off the chart. Mm -hmm. Right. So the book is a result of my deciding that I was going to seize the moment. I was going to handle the objections. Shouldn't you be looking for a job? Isn't writing a book. that's going to take you a year before you see any results. It's going to take time. Wouldn't you be better off trying to find that one person that'll hire you or give you something that'll be ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to once again, take the look of making sure I identified um, and I'm solving pain points for people. I don't want to write something that doesn't help people move forward to someone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
in a sense, as being a trailblazer. There are leadership books, motivational books, self-help books. There are categories that touch on areas of these eight behaviors, but this model, which is easy to remember, provides the eight, lays them out with stories that I think we will resonate with all of us. At least that's what I've been hearing, fortunately. <laughs> and I'm excited about the book being available uh, in April. So, yeah, that's great. Um, we don't typically ask, like, what was your biggest failure, but more so how you handle your biggest failure. And you just did a great story on that oh. um, and what helped you handle it. It's chutzpah. Yeah. So good. good so job. <laughs> we all have it. And uh, for organizations to have a more chutzpah-like culture means that they're generating more ideas and people feel the safety. They know that they might some of the ideas might get laughed at but then still implemented. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought, God, say 10 plus years ago, that a private company would transport astronauts to the space shuttle? And here's SpaceX, and Elon Musk has done it. And can you imagine that first meeting was saying, we're trying to do something different. How about we create the, the transportation service that gets people to the shuttle. That's what we need rockets. We have to answer, uh, handle a lot of inquiries or make decisions right. uh, to get this going. Initially, they tried buying rockets from those countries that had spare rockets, but they were too expensive and the technology wasn't as good. Right. So from ground zero, Started SpaceX showed a tremendous amount of chutzpah, decided we're going to do that. And it's not stopping here. There are already discussions about where SpaceX is going. By the way, Elon Musk is one of my, I guess, favorite examples of, of a type of chutzpah that I call chutzpah on steroids, because it doesn't seem to stop with one idea. It's an idea begets another idea, Theory. begets another idea, <laughs> and it just grows exponentially. Serial chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that too. Serial chutzpah too. Well, we didn't get to all the letters, but I know you have um, an email address and a website that you can share with our audience and they can follow up and learn more. So please uh, do share that and um, remind us again the name of the book and when it's coming out. Sure. Thank you, Star. The, uh, if you email me again, I will send you the summary uh, so you can fill in that pie chart, uh, literally the pie chart, the pizza pie that we were discussing. It's Mason, M-A-S-O-N at the chutzpahguy.com. Again, chutzpah is C-H-U-T-Z-P-A-H.com. If you Google the chutzpah guy, I should be the first name on the list, fortunately. <laughs> um, the book, which is called The Chutzpah Advantage, because I'm making a promise inside this book that I'll give you an advantage, sure. that if you look at this, you'll get something from it that will enhance your life, your career, wherever you decide to take it to. And if I can, if I can have one request for the audience, it's not that you think about all of the, the different stories or behaviors we discussed today. Think about one, once you get the complete list and just work on one. Work on one, yeah. See where that goes. And I have a feeling that uh, I'll be hearing from a lot of people um, who will call or write and say, you know, this helped change things. And then I tried this one. And then this one, one and that would, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that would be a nice finish to this one or the beginning of the second uh, video interview that we did. And there you go. Always thinking ahead. So carpe diem to you, sir. Thank you for your time today. And our audience, again, that website is the chutzpah 
guy.com and you can reach out to Mason individually through email at Mason at the guy.com. Thank you again, star. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the thought leaders to watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag thought leaders to watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.